Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Ever think those fables and fairy tales from back in the day are just a little bit dusty? Wandry and Tinkercast are bringing you a new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Join host DJ Fuchs and his trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as they deliver remixes of fables and folk tales, rhythm and rhymes, and fun spins on classics as old as time. Grab the whole family and get ready to groove because they're putting the rap in Rapunzel and getting down with that funky duckling. Where hip hop and fables meet, it's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to all episodes of Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wandry Plus in the Wandry app or Wandry Kids Plus in Apple Podcast. As many of you may know, I have been on a slow boat moving into my house, and I've been so stressed out about how I'm going to decorate and what is going on in my hallways. Thankfully, FrameBridge has come into my life. I can easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store. I can't wait to visit one of their locations. I'm going to take in some of my old concert stubs so I can hang it in my office. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Welcome to the Think Loud Crew podcast. Three moms getting real with parenthood, relationships, and the WTF moments of our daily lives. Today, we are talking to my mom. And obviously, it's just me, you guys. Um, the girls and us, our schedules have been super crazy. And as you guys have seen that I haven't been here for the last couple episodes so it's been I actually been really bummed out and really missed everybody so I'm happy to be here I'm happy to be with my mom um as you guys all know I went to Portland to go hang out with um one of my best friends and um and you guys know also that I was going to see a guy so um I have more stories of that um it was exciting is one of the best experiences portland is amazing 
Um, but yeah, here's my mom. Um, let's get into it. Hi, mom. This is Patrice Kablyan, my mom. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to bring my mom on. I had my dad on, um, and he talked about what he did and his upbringing and everything like that. But I think it's really interesting. My mom's story. Um, she comes from a lot of siblings, so she can talk a like kind of give a brief about that. Um, and she also was a single mom for a little bit, and so she can touch on a um, a couple of things that I think that you know we all have questions about and how that looks with somebody. Um, yeah. So <laughs> she looked at me like I didn't know, finish my sentence. But yes, here's my mama. Introduce yourself, mom. How are you? I'm good. I'm Patrice and I am from California, born and raised. Mm -hmm. However, my other siblings were born in Pocatello, Idaho, very small town in Idaho. And so I am number seven of seven kids the first one was a boy and the next six were all girls so, so I come from a girl family <laughs> and um very interesting growing up with mostly girls and one spoiled boy <laughs> he was the uh, oldest though so what was the age how does that look was everybody had the same dad um you said you have seven siblings. So is there a split up with the siblings or? Yes. My mother had uh, this, the five children and then she had so a five big... children from one man. And she, there was a thir <laughs> 11 year gap. Okay. And so she had a divorce, 11 year gap. And then she had one, my sister, uh, Rebecca. And then uh -huh. she kind of thought, well, I better have one more then. And by this time, my mother was, um, so when she had Rebecca, she was 40. Okay. And when she had me, she was 42 years old. But I think it was a good decision to have, it, it's nice that I had a sibling who was close in age to me. Other, but my others, um, my sisters treat me as if they're all my mother. And so all your older sisters. So yeah, I have I have many mothers. So was that hard growing up to have like different people, you know? Yes. Many are different opinions. Like, different opinions, yeah. <laughs> about what I should be doing and what I shouldn't be doing. But did, it it's good. Did you and Aunt Becky um have a good relationship? Um at when we were growing up. You know, I don't know if you know, but siblings are often compared a lot. And so she was um, very small and tiny because she had been a premature baby. And so then her little sister is taller and I filled out earlier and was shapelier. And so as we grew up there, everybody would make um comments about are you sure that's your sister isn't she your little you know so we had a lot of that going on which wasn't very nice but people always continue to compare siblings and that is just something that is so horrific um, um to a relationship so do you think 
in your guys' relationship, it kind of, did it damper on you guys? Did it affect you guys growing up? Some Sometimes it did. Sometimes there would be a separation between us, but ultimately, um, as we grew older, we, we talk every single day. I mean, I don't, it's, yes, it's kind of weird if we miss a day um, talking and I, and I talk to most of my siblings, my sisters, at least once a week. So we are, are all very close. Were you guys always that close or did it, do you think it came with age? I think it came with age, you know, everybody gets, you know, you can imagine when I was a kid, my older sisters were all into raising their children and, and doing their thing. And, um, you know, so that causes you not to stay in as close contact. I mean, truth be told, I'm the age of most of my older sister's children. <laughs> There's like yeah, maybe, that's... you know, three, four five years between us. So we're almost, you know, like cousins instead of that I'm actually their aunt. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say a lot of, so you grew up mainly with your sister's children. Yes. Being your age when you were younger, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't have a lot of different friendships because we just had so many people. My mother had 20 grandchildren. 20 grandchildren? And 11 great-grandchildren. I think more now, but... <laughs> Wow. And so obviously, not obviously, but Nana's not alive right now. But do you think she would be amazed by like just the generational of, of like grandchildren that are, you know, her great great grandchildren and her grandchildren? Absolutely. Um, th that was one thing that she always treasured was was her grandchildren. And when I was a little kid, I couldn't understand it. Why does she like those grandchildren so much? <laughs> <laughs> well, really, now, it felt like it was <laughs> it felt like it was taken away from my attention. But right. now that I that I have yeah, grandchildren, I totally see it. Yeah, because you were younger, so you would feel that way. Mm hmm. How it old was. were you when, I'm just trying to think of the timeline. So yeah, that would probably hurt your feelings because you're like, I'm your youngest baby and mm -hmm. you're not giving me that attention. So that would be strange. How well, my mother actually has a grandchild that is my age. My brother, who was 20, was having his first child when my mother was having her last child. Wow. So I have a nephew who's just a few years younger than me. Then I have a niece who's just a year younger than me. And then I have another one, two years, you know, it goes on and on That's two, three years. So we're just very close. Yeah. Very interesting. Nice. I wish sometimes I wish, I think when I have like my girlfriends, that's why I always make them like my sisters. Cause I guess I see that with how you and all Becky are. Cause you guys talk literally every day, whenever I come over, it's, on Becky on the phone, but I think that's how I feel like, even though I have two brothers, I feel sometimes it's so distant, um, mm -hmm. which I wish, you know, so I think me and Steven are getting there, but I feel like our relationships are so on a different page. So I always yearn for that sibling closeness that you have. And I think even with Cheyenne and Kyle share too, as well. Um, did your brother, did you ever have, did you have a strong relationship with your brother? I really don't know too much about your brother. 
No, I think I think that he felt like an outcast or he he never had a close relationship with any of us sisters, you know. Yeah. It's un- really unfortunate, but he kind of um stayed off to himself and just wasn't close to any of us. Yeah. Although I adored him, I have to tell yeah. you, when I was a kid and I would see him, I would light up and Aww. just adored yeah. him, but yeah, I was just it was different. He was 20 years older than me. Wow. Do you think that Nana could have done better with, you know, making sure that he would, would feel a certain way to be a part with the like girls? Or do you think Nana was just so over, do you think she was ever overwhelmed with having seven children? I'm sure she was at times, but I think a mother can, can, you know, even among you and your siblings, uh, Shannon, you know, it's really, I try to think about how it could be different where you guys could be closer, but I think it's really the kids. Every, every kid has their own personality and their own feelings about each other. And um, I think that they build their own relationships. Yeah. There's not too much a mother really has to direct that. Yeah. Yeah, I I see that. You can do as much as you can. I think um, now that I see that Parker has, you know, a sibling, there's only as much as I can do because, you know, there's different mom in the situation. So mm-hmm. I can totally see that. I think just it comes with age as well. Like you said, you and your sisters have become way closer over time. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys, I know that, on Becky left for a minute and on Jeannie, you guys all have been in the same area pretty much growing up together too, huh? Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. All growing up in LA together and even at an older age. Well, we all migrated to Pasadena at one point. <laughs> and I think that's awesome. Cause whenever I tell people, I'm like, Oh, there's like, Oh, is your family still here? I'm like, yeah, they all live in Pasadena, but now everyone has migrated elsewhere separate separate it's so weird now it's tough I know very tough but um but yeah also I wanted I want you to touch on um you know what it looked like back then um with having you you got married before dad and what that relationship looked like your first relationship well I my dad left when I was almost as me, almost as soon as I was born. So I really didn't have a relationship with a man, with, with a dad, with the dad. There was no dad figure um, for me. I had uncles um, and different things, but I just always missed that dad figure. So I, when you I, had other, sorry to cut you off, but when you, those um, male figures in your life, were they healthy male figures? Were there any thing in your life that happened that made you feel like you couldn't trust a man or you just had seen an unhealthy way of a man? I think I just had a not knowing, just kind of my mother was quiet about it. And she wasn't the type of person to badmouth my father. She didn't want us to form she wanted us to form our own opinion about him and didn't want to um you know 
make make that where she's talking about him bad and then we formed the same opinion. So she never did that. But I still just, you know, I looked at different fam. You know, when you're a kid, you're looking at different families, different family dynamics. And the main thing I, I think the reason I got married, I got married at 21 and I literally married the first man who said, I love you. And wow. I hadn't heard that from a man ever. I had, and, and I had boyfriends. I mean, I started dating when I was 16. I had boyfriend, 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 boyfriend. And then didn't but, you see dad at a young age? And I even knew, I, I knew dad. We were, we were good friends and we never were boyfriend and girlfriend, but we were just you good friends. Hmm? Did you ever want to be his girlfriend? I did, but he always <laughs> would invite some other old ugly girl to the party. Not an ugly girl. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know. He had, he literally was clueless, just clueless. I would call him up and say, where's the party? And I go yeah. to the party and there he is with a girl. <laughs> So, he had no clue. Yeah, he was just clueless. But anyway, so I, I married a man who was eight years older than me and told me he would give me the world, you know, and just yeah. loved me unconditionally. And I fell for it. Hook, line and sinker married him hook, and, and quickly. Hmm? You said hook, line and sinker. Is that an old saying? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. But he caught you. He he caught me and had me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, married him and just quickly learned that things he said weren't true, and the marriage was just really a disaster. (laughs) Yeah. And I and I um, got pregnant fairly quickly. I got married in July, and by September I was already pregnant. And I was and already in September I was saying, "Oh my gosh, what have I done? Oh well, no, now I'm going to have a baby." I thought, "Oh my God, what am I going to do?" And he convinced me to just stay in the marriage and have the baby and the whole thing. And I did, and things didn't change. And so quickly we were moving toward divorce and um we were we got separated immediately i think right after evan was born i mean like right after evan was born and um did aunt didn't your sisters were did they ever tell you not to be in that relationship or oh yes did your mom or oh yes need to stop yeah you know, when, when you're younger and you think, you know, more and you think, well, he loves me and it doesn't matter what my family thinks. Yeah. Um, I learned that it really does matter what your family thinks. And I learned that it really, it, a lot of different things matter that I thought didn't matter. Um, what type of things were you kind of letting go in one ear and out the other. Well, about his family and what kind of background he was from. I didn't listen. I didn't listen. Um, There's a thing in the Bible about being equally yoked. And I, and I think about that. And I think that you really need to be with somebody who has kind of, who's brought up with the same values you were brought up with the same kind of thinking, um, you know, the same kind of 
you know, I was a single family, so I should have looked, you know, I wish I would have looked with somebody with a, with a a steady family, Mm -hmm. you know, with, with a better background. I mean, dad, dad was brought up by a single mom, but still his family values and everything matched mine. Yeah. Even, even down to religion. And I mean, not to the religion part, but to the Christianity part, that's an important component as well. So there's just different things that as you grow, you know, wow, I really should have listened about that. I really should have thought about that. I really should have thought about the family dynamics and, um, was this person, did they have the same values and raised like me? So um, he was a, he was a nice person, a charming person, you know, I, was, I get you. I know. I, I mean, I was just in love. I was just in love and, yeah. and nobody could tell me anything. So, you know, and I got a beautiful son from the relationship. And so I, you never regret that. Nope. Um, so, you know, that's, that's how life is. But the, the funny thing about it is so that I hadn't heard from, from, um, my current husband, your dad for, <laughs> for a few years, cause I called him to invite him to my wedding girl, and, <laughs> because, you and he said, and he goes, I'm not coming to your wedding. You're supposed to be marrying me. And I said, I'm supposed to be marrying you. I said, and I looked at the phone at that time. We had old fashioned phones and I looked into the phone and I said, marrying you, what? And, (laughs) and I said, you never even told me you liked me. We went on camping trips. We went to parties together. We gave parties. I said, you never, ever. Another girl. Nothing, nothing. He said, I was saving you till later. Uh-uh, you are not a treat on the shelf. <laughs> Saving you to later. To how much later? Uh, well, you... he... so anyway. How are you supposed to know that you are being saved? He would not come. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. As many of you may know, I have been on a slow boat moving into my house, and I've been so stressed out about how I'm going to decorate and what is going on my hallways. Thankfully, FrameBridge has come into my life. I can easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store. 
and print whatever kind of images I want for my home. Whether it's a travel souvenir, my favorite photos from my travels, or just pictures of my kids, I know it's gonna get done and it's gonna look good. All you have to do is upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging, or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. Framebridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I can't wait to visit one of their locations. I'm gonna take in some of my old concert stubs so I can hang it in my office. I love to see things that I've done and experienced in life and they motivate me to work even harder. When you think of Framebridge, just remember it's easy and affordable to custom frame just about anything. It's fair and transparent upfront pricing based simply on the size of your item. There's a curated selection of frame styles with design experts on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame. There's fast service, free shipping, and it's great for gifts. Order online or get expert help at a retail location near you. And don't forget, happiness is guaranteed. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they'll make it right. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Let's go back a little bit because you said you guys got divorced. Um, You said right before, you said right after Evan was born, correct? Separated, separated. So how did that look like? You know, so nowadays, like everyone, as you see me, I do my best to co-parent with Robert. Um, You know, all three of us girls, we pretty much co-parent with the person we had a kid with. So was that something that you guys talked about? Was there a discussion or was this just red flags, red flags? We cannot even it, it was a very unfortunate situation because he, it was the eighties and this is when rock cocaine was really prevalent uh-huh. and he unfortunately got caught up in using rock cocaine. Wow. Um, he had had a good job with AT&T uh-huh. well, back then it was Pacific Bell. Uh-huh. He, I mean, he lost his job. I mean, everything tumbled for him because he got involved with rock cocaine. And so he was not a person who you could have a conversation with about co-parenting. There was just not even, um, you know, even a inkling that he would be around my son. You know, there was just, there was just going to be no decision. And so we basically lost touch with each other. I think he even went to jail behind it. Um, So how long did you lose? So after you guys, so that was just immediate. You were just in your mama mode. You're like, you cannot be around I, my child. You're not going to be around me. And, and I moved to Pasadena. And, and you moved to Pasadena with by yourself or? No, with my sister. My oldest sister took, took me and um, okay. Evan in. And we stayed with them until I can get an apartment. Now, he did send me money to get an apartment. Oh, wow and to get settled. And um, even when we were separated, because he did work, he, so he would to, send you money. He would give he would give us money With and, not, and still not ask to see and still not ask to see Evan. Wow. And how did um, that make you feel? Did that put you 
Well, it was, it was, it was hurtful. It was hurtful. You kid. And then, you know, you knew what to do for yourself, which is very strong of you because some women, you know, would stay in that situation and be like, oh, he's going to change. But that's very strong of you, mom. So um, I find that really awesome. But, you know, so he would give you money. Was it like a discussion of like, hey, I need money for this and that? Or would he just send it to you? No, he he would just, he would call now and again. And he said, do you need anything? And I would say yes. And he would send it. A, B, and C. Because I was working two jobs. So, you know, once I got my apartment, I had to work two jobs. And so my sister kept them. My niece, my nieces kept Evan. Um, He went to daycare. I worked in order to be home with him during the daytime. I worked um, midnight to eight in the morning. Wow. And so my sister would keep him overnight and I would get home at eight in the morning and then I would stay up with him all day. And then I would go to sleep around like seven or so where he, you know, bedtime for him. And then it was just like a vicious cycle. I felt like I was in twilight zone or something. I felt like I was, it was so weird working midnight to eight in the morning, but I, I did it for many years because not only I got this thing called a night differential, that was extra money on top of my salary for working that, that shift. And then I, then I started, um, I went to a vocational school in the daytime um, for it used to be called a secretary. So I went to secretarial school in the daytime and I got like a certificate. And so then I was able to finally go work for a um, accounting firm as a um, secretary. So you you just automatically just hustled hustled to get to, to where you wanted to be in life. Mm -hmm. Uh, How old? was Evan at that time when you were doing all he this? was a little guy he all of that was happening when he was two three and four yeah did you ever I know um on the podcast we have talked about like mom guilt did you ever have mom guilt when you were at work or oh or were you just in this like you said you were in twilight zone so you're probably just like no, so that's why he's, and you know, your brother's very spoiled. <laughs> that's why I would, I would, I mean, we would go to Disneyland at the drop of a hat. I mean, yeah. we would, we would go places. Um, the weekends were spent with, you know, going all these different, we had Marine Land, we had Disneyland, we had all, not very, and you know, so I'm always like entertaining him. Also, always at museums or, you know, the, yeah. the red carpet. So that was probably my mom guilt. Um, just, just doing things with him and doing all that extra stuff with him. And then when I really started and, and mind you, I was dating as well in between. Girl, all of You're trying to get it all in. So I, I got back with um, your dad but he's, he wasn't ready to get married. He knew he wanted to marry me, but he let me date. Even though we were still seeing each other, I yeah. dated big time until, oh. he, until he finally <laughs> said, until he finally said, um, no more dating. I'm going to, you know, this is it. No more dating. So he was, so while you were dating, he was dating as well. Yeah. I- yeah. 
Because I just think about this. I was 21. I was 22 when I had Evan. And then I was young. So you were dad was 23. Guys were still, you know, finding where you wanted. But I feel like back then, you guys, a lot of people got married younger. Hmm. Would you say people got married younger back then? I feel like now it's like, oh, I'm well, I'm 32, but not married. But yeah, I feel yeah. like it was all my sisters were married by 18. By 18? Mm-hmm. I know because what Aunt Jeannie is still married and 60 years, 60 years of marriage. Mm-hmm. I think that's so beautiful. And they still love each other very much. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awesome. And you and dad have been married for how long? 35. 35. We'll be 60. Huh? <laughs> we'll go yeah, 60. It'll be 60 years as well. So yeah, tell, yeah, go more in depth of like you and dad. So you and dad were dating. And- we were dating. You know, he, he saw my sister working someplace he said how is your married sister he's and and he said she said well she's not married anymore so here's her phone number and he called me that night and he came right over he he met Evan and Evan Evan gave him the once over (laughs) yeah baby how old was Evan first met him uh he was six six seven months old Wow. When he first met him. And then. Then later when we got more serious, um, um, Evan was like four or five. Okay. And then I remember you telling stories about him telling dad to go to his house. Yeah. I need him to go to his house. <laughs> so what would, what did that look like with you dating? Did you introduce a lot of people to Evan? Did no, you- nobody. Just dad. Just dad. Dad yeah. was a special one. Mm-hmm. No, just the rest were just, you know, just finding, finding, <laughs> finding my, way. my way. That's awesome. Yeah. So how long did you date dad until you guys got married? Four years. Four years. And then well, I mean, steady, steady two years because Evan <laughs> was six. Steady, so you guys were sh- rocky mm-hmm. for a couple years. Well, remember, because I was dating other people. Oh, okay. We were together, but remember, I was. But he let you do his thing. Mm-hmm. He did his thing, which yeah. I find interesting, because I don't think, I guess, I don't know if I would be in a relationship like that. I don't know if I could handle that. What, somebody dating somebody? Well, I, I, mean, I don't know. It was I fine. You said it was fine. You didn't care? No, I can't, you know, you care, but you know, you're not ready for a commitment. So, so why uh, tell a fib and say, you're not interested in seeing other people? You know what I mean? I wish, I wish men would be more like, it's just being honest. Yeah. I guess I got my honesty from my last relationship when I got told that he still wants to be a, a hoe. And date oh. around. Remember that? <laughs> but yeah. Um, so you guys got married and you guys have been now married for 35 years. And so how was that 
with Evan in the picture? Um, was it an automatic dad taking over that role or dad dad just he grew his relationship with evan uh bit by bit and he enjoyed it that evan was a boy and so he could relate easier um because i wasn't a sports person so and evan you know wanted to do soccer and all these different things so even before we got married he got him involved in soccer and uh, playing baseball and, you know, doing all the things that he had done as a kid. Otherwise he wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known to do all those things. What to do. Yeah. Because one, you have all sisters and, and I'm sure, well, you have a couple of nephews, but we're, we still aren't a big sports family. Uh, yeah. You guys really aren't, huh? Even your nephews, huh? Nope. That's interesting. I didn't think about that because, yeah, one's a cook and I don't I don't feel like none of your nephews are big. That I didn't think about that. You guys are in no. a big sports family. <laughs> no. So dad came in and took the rings on sports because dad's a big, huge sports fan. So he did that and it was just a gradual relationship with them, too. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, he just um, even when um, like we would go through rough patches, he would he would be dad would be like, well, can I still come see Evan? <laughs> I was this like, when you guys were dating. Yes. And he'd be like, okay. can I still come see Evan? I'm like, come see Evan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, you can come see him. So I mean, and one, and one time he really got me because he bought Evan a whole encyclopedia set i don't know if you know what encyclopedias are but a whole big set of encyclopedias and i was like wow this guy's serious <laughs> i remember about encyc. i remember encyclopedias i'm not i'm old oh i'm old i'm older before <laughs> google i was before google. <laughs> i'm not yeah. that young mom no, oh, I, I don't know these days. <laughs> I know you don't know these days. <laughs> but, but anyway, cool. it, that I was. Love that. I love that during your guys' dating relationship, he built that relationship with Evan. And then even after, so by the time you guys got married, did Evan call dad a certain name? Did he call him dad? Did he call him Leo? Did he call him Mr. The day we got married, he started calling him dad. He did not wait. Before then, what would he call dad? Um, what did he call him? I think, well, I don't know if you remember, but dad, dad used to be called Leonard. Yes. <laughs> that's well, I, I think that's what, um, Kyle Lynn always calls dad Lenny. Lenny, but Lenny, we called everyone, him. Yeah, he didn't like his name Leonardo, Leonard. so he called himself Leonard. Why didn't he like ill Leonard? <laughs> I'd, I'd rather be called Leonardo than Leonard. And then he he didn't start being called Leo until he started selling computers and some guy called him Leo and it just stuck. Well, yeah, because that's his name. Where do you heard of it? Him? Yeah, but I, I grew I called him Leonard. Ew, that's so ugly. I didn't call him Lenny. Lenny. Cause everyone still, if you know, I feel like if the people who've known dad for a long time will say, Oh, hey, how's Lenny doing? I'm like, yep. 
Okay, Lenny. So you, so you knew you he knew back in the day he's Lenny. Back in the day, <laughs> ew, but I don't like Leonard. Leonard needs to go. Hey, that was him. It's because somebody told him Leonardo in English. Leonardo in English is Leonard, so he stuck with it for a while. <laughs> That's funny. But anyway, so um so how so after he was up married, Evan started calling dad Lee uh Le- Leonard. Dad. Dad. After dad. we got married. After Immediately. Got married. The day we got married. Do you think he was waiting for that? To call dad dad? Mm-hmm. I don't think I realized that Evan was like a half sibling. I don't even think of Evan as a quote unquote half sibling until I got older. I don't think you really told, told us. And I think I like that, that you did that as a parent, um, as you just made it as we're just siblings. Like there's no difference. There is no different. I mean, especially when it's the same mom and you're raised in the same home. Yeah. It's a little bit of different dynamic. Yeah, I think so. I don't. Yeah, because I never I never really I don't think I fully understood even when I was told like, oh, Evan is your half. I'm like, what? He has a different. What? What does that mean? Like, what is it? You know, but um, I think that is true. Like, I think that's a good parenting thing to do is like not making your kids like there's no separation. Yeah. My mom didn't do that either. Yeah. Because you guys each, so she had five. So you guys just are just siblings. Yeah. Nobody says any different. Yeah. I don't think there's any difference. You guys are all my sister, no matter what. Yeah. Your blood guys love each other. I think that's, I think that's a rule of thumb or it should be a rule of thumb, you know, within families. Um, so yeah. So after, so you had, I'm just going down a timeline with you. Um, you had Steven, how long after you guys were married, you had my brother, Steven. The next year. <laughs> the next year after you guys were married. Yeah. So you waited no time and then. No time. And then I feel like with me and Steven, we're at a weird, we're a year apart. No, two. It's two Almost years. two. So you're 22 months apart. But I had actually had a miscarriage in between you two. So you were trying and then did it discourage you when you had a miscarriage? Um. Yeah, it was, it was like you just find out you had a you're pregnant and then all of a sudden you're not so it's just like it's kind of hurtful you know um did you guys have any like was there any resources or sources to help you like was it mentally damaging did you have depression after you had your miscarriage nothing (laughs) nothing you know just the doctor said well you can start trying in a certain amount of months. And so then we just did that. And then, um, as you know, I had problems, um, keeping you in. What basically. kind of problems? So, um, can, so everyone can tell. Every, well, yeah. at four months, when I was four months pregnant with you, I started hemorrhaging. And so I just knew it was all over again. I just knew that you were gone. 
and got to the doctor, to the emergency, and they jacked me all up. And then they checked in there and it goes, there's a heartbeat. It's strong. It's still going. And so it was just like this wave of relief. Um, all the emotions that you went through. to know that you were still, I mean, cause you, you just don't know there was blood all over the floor. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything. And uh, so I knew it was important to follow whatever the doctor said. So for two weeks I was in the hospital, had mm-hmm. to keep my feet up, had to use a bedpan, wow. couldn't, you know, move. They would give me shots um, and all this. And then when I was able to go home, I um, always had to keep my feet up, not move around much. Um, I even went back to work actually. And so they were all ready. (laughs) They were all ready for me at work too. They, I had a thing under my desk and my fit up, whatever I wanted, somebody would go get for me. So I didn't have to walk. I couldn't move. Yeah. But you know, I, I'm not the type of person who is, because I told the doctor, I said, I can't stay at home for all this time. You know, just think about that was, I was only four months pregnant. I said, I cannot just stay in bed and stay at home. I was so used to working. Pregnant and you went through all of that. Yeah. So um, I, you're here. So I did everything right. The only, the only exercise that I could do, which was great and good for Steven Mm -hmm. is that's how he learned how to swim is because I could swim. Oh, wow. So I swam, I swam a lot. How did that affect you? Or like, did it ever affect Steven when you were going through all that with me? Like him seeing you go through, you know, being in the hospital. Well, he got closer with dad. Okay. You know, and then Aunt Sissy had him a lot. Um, My mother. I mean, I have a great family unit, you know, because my sisters lived in Pasadena. Right. I mean... They all, they both, Evan and Stephen both had a lot of people surrounding them. So they had yeah. all that love, no really yeah. time to like think about where's like, I'm sure Stephen was young. Stephen was, he was what? a baby, but he was, he was just so smart. And, and um, I remember one time um, he was still wanting to be in my lap and yeah. you were wanting to be in my lap and he gets out of my lap and says, Mommy, take care of your baby. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, so he was kind. He was very, very kind. He still, I feel like that's very much still of who he is as an adult, too. He's very like, you know what? It's okay. Go ahead and take care of. Mm -hmm. He's very selfless. He's a middle child. A lot of middle children are like that. Or selfless, would you say? They're just, they're just kind of, they don't make waves and they just stay very steady. And, mm-hmm. you know, so either in, you know, either in, they might be a little excitable, but the middle kid is just kind of. <laughs> yeah. So your pregnancy was a lot with me. Um, and then I was born full term or full term, full term. And I yeah, came full term during the the regular yeah and then the doctor said that's it for me because I wanted four you wanted four kids I I wanted an even number you wanted wanted an even even number number. interesting (laughs) (laughs) 
Ever think those fables and fairy tales from back in the day are just a little bit dusty? Wandry and Tinkercast are bringing you a new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Join host DJ Fuch and his trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as they deliver remixes of fables and folk tales, rhythm and rhymes, and fun spins on classics as old as time. Grab the whole family and get ready to groove because they're putting the rap in Rapunzel and getting down with that funky duckling. Where hip hop and fables meet, it's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to all episodes of Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wandry Plus in the Wandry app or Wandry Kids Plus in Apple Podcast. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What would you do now if you had four kids? Do you think you would be happy? I would, I would be fine because once you have one or two you just add on it's not a big deal after you have two you feel you can just keep adding on (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I can have eight but I mean you know grandma had seven you think you have seven kids I probably could have if I wanted to girl did you you did you watch cheaper by the dozen with parker Yes, I did watch Cheaper by the Dozen with Parker, but they had two kids. kids. I mean, it was a very mixed, beautiful, combined movie. It's a, you know, I love it, though. Yeah, I guess you could do it. Why not? (laughs) I don't think I could. You have to love children. I think two is fine for me. I think I have one more. I don't think I could do two more two more yeah maybe if it's with the right person i think i can you're ready to have what how many grandchildren would you have you would have i would have four four yeah if i had oh man girl you're my only hope (laughs) (laughs) okay um I guess ask a question about me. How do you think, what are your thoughts on my situation with like with me and Parker's father? What is your, what are your thoughts or what was your first thought when you found out that I was pregnant? And all um, I can And I've talked about um, my previous, uh, We've talked about abortions on the podcast and um, yeah, I was telling the podcast how I've, I've had abortions before and how, how, how was your journey with me of growing up and you see me go through, you know, bad relationships and going through abortions and then coming to now when I, you found out I was pregnant with Parker and what was that journey? Like? In, in my mind, um, with this one, I was, since you didn't tell me and I already knew, 
How did you already um, know? I was already at peace with it in my heart. Um, and I knew that this child needed to come here mm-hmm. and that we would love the baby no matter what. Yeah. And um, that, you know, God provides and, and, you know, you just take the steps and you do what his will is, you know? Yeah. What made you feel like it was different? And how did you know that I was pregnant? Cause I'm your mom. <laughs> And honey, Chad, when you are on your period, we all know. <laughs> Thank you, Mom. <laughs> you, you make it known about your how you feel. And so that wasn't happening. Oh. <laughs> so you just had a, a, a feeling. You're like, mm-hmm. she's not off this month. <laughs> she's yeah. um, so what made you feel like this time around? knowing who the person I had was pregnant with, why, what made you feel like at peace? Um, do you think it was the person who I was having the baby with? Do you think that, you know, no, you I just, I, I don't know. I think it was just, that was something that you wanted. I felt like it's something you wanted, you were ready for, and um, it was just going to happen. And, and so I just prepared dad for it and just, we're just going to help however we can. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I remember, I don't know. I was, I wasn't home, but I remember you texting me and saying, Shannon, do you have something that you want to tell us tonight? Or it was <laughs> some type of text like that. And I just knew that you knew and I was so nervous to come home and, you know, talk about it. But I feel like, like you said, like, you're like, you know, what are we doing? You know, it's okay. I'm here for you. It was very, it wasn't like a traumatic experience, like the other times, but it was very, um, you were just there. I feel like you were there. You're always there in your own way of just telling me it's going to be okay. And I feel like you always were able to tell me a story from coming from you, like your journey to help my journey. So I think um, those things helped me through, you know, like I can do this. Yeah. I mean, we would think of the millions of women who have, you know, one thing we know that we're all resilient and we're strong. Yeah. You know, and that we could get through anything. And like you're saying, being a single mother, it, it, it does give you kind of that strength and know that, you know, that you you just do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? look, Especially had, when you have another person to care about. Yeah. You look at you. You took on. I Was it three jobs you were saying in school? I was two jobs and school. So you had basically schools a job. So you took and on. and squeezing in time with my son, squeezing yeah. in just. I, but I had like another. I had a wonderful su- support system. Yeah, I think that's you know. so important as a single mother, as a mother in general, to have a strong support system, family behind you, and that blows my mind. And I give mothers so much respect to the moms that don't have their families in town 
Because a lot of my clients, I talk to them, I'm like, oh, yeah, my mom is, you know, 10 minutes away or, you know, I have these people are that people. And I talk to some people that are not from here and their families are on the, you know, East Coast. And they're like, oh, I wish I had that. So I'm so blessed to have, you know, my support team with having Parker and I, you know, at the time me and Parker's dad were together. So it was. Even then, I've told a story when Parker came home and you guys are so old school. You guys were like, boy, you're not about to sleep here. (laughs) But yeah, I just think it's so important to have a strong support system. And it's it's a blessing. It's such a blessing. It is indeed. Perfect. So the way we end our... um, our podcast we ended with either you know advice advice for mothers advice just in general just whatever comes to mind or our wtf moments if you know wtf me mom (laughs) so your wtf wtf moments of the week um something that you're just like, what the hell? Like, what happened today to me or whatever? So do you have advice for the Think Loud crew or a WTF moment that happened this week? What do you have for us, Mom? I think I, I have advice. And this okay. is what I advise my uh, student workers or, you know, anybody that I'm around. I always tell everybody to find that person. Mm-hmm. male, female, whoever that you can talk to and confide in. And it's not always going to be your mother, your sister, your brother, but you need to always have that person who you feel comfortable with to talk to. In this day and age, that is the most important thing to help you get through struggles mm-hmm. and mental and you know, it could be physical struggles you're having, but have somebody who can talk it out with you. And it could be a person you least suspect will be that person that you um, decide to confide in. I like that. Thank you. I like that advice to find something you can confide, confide in. I like that. Yeah. Um, And I'm a mom and I don't, I don't expect you to always confide in me but I want you to have that support system where some things you might want to tell me and some things you might want not want to but you have to have that good person you can talk to yeah I agree I think that's really big even like fine like I think that's why during the pandemic I reached out to a therapist to confide in I didn't know where to go during the pandemic And I think me finally finding a therapist and taking myself out of that and was a big deal for me and confiding in somebody that was able to help me through obstacles and able to listen. But I think that's very important. I like that. Thank you, mom. I'm going to share my WTF moment. I haven't shared in so long and I'm super excited because I feel like I have times during the day and I'm like oh I can't wait to share this on the podcast but you know this one mom um it's super funny so 
I woke up in the morning, woke up to Parker. He's over here touching my chest. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, what are you doing? He said, they're so small, mom. And I'm like, what are you talking about, Parker? He's like, your boobs, they're so small. And I said, what are they supposed to be? He's like, they're not growing. And I'm like, little boy, he's right here next to me. And you guys, when I tell you, I'm like sitting here, like, what do you mean they're not growing? They're not supposed to grow. And so I just found it. Okay, Papa. too funny but I just that was my WTF like I just I literally was telling everybody and I was laughing because I was thinking about him like everybody he's around has big breasts and like he's over here probably wanting to like you know lay on them or something so I just thought that was really funny you guys and that was my WTF moment (laughs) it's a funny one It is funny, but thank you so much, mom, for coming on and being so open with everybody. Um, I know you probably like a lot, you know, women have gone through what you've gone through and appreciate what you have told us. And it's just special to have you on here. You guys, I haven't had my mom on here yet. And now it's a full circle. Everyone's moms and dads have been on the podcast. So this is a very special episode to me and just thank you and you can actually follow my mom on instagram if you want to no we're not giving out i don't post much (laughs) (laughs) yeah my mom um we didn't touch on it but my mom works um at occidental college and i think it's very cool um she's always around uh you know college students and able to just kind of view and see what college students do so I think that's cool um but yes thank you for listening to the think loud podcast you guys can follow us on all podcast platforms you can follow us on YouTube please leave comments um all that good stuff and thank you for listening I'm Shannon you can follow me at hair by Shannon C And this was my mama, you guys. And thank you for listening. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.